What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Episode 4 of Wrestling 411 takes us back to November 20th, 2008, where Kyle Klingman and I will interview Missouri head wrestling coach Brian Smith. We talk about a number of topics. And again, with these early shows from this year, this is where we were dealing with a college radio station, uh, KOG at Augsburg College. They did a great job at facilitating us, but... Uh, Kyle and I were both still relatively unfamiliar with their setup, so we were dealing with uh, older phone lines and things of that nature. So that's, again, the quality of this show does get better as you go back and listen to it. Again, these are about six years old at the time we record this in February of 2015. So enjoy Brian Smith's discussion. Again, Wrestling 411 Archive here, part of the Matt Talk Podcast Network. This is the Wrestling 411. Keeping the wrestling community locked down with the latest news and coverage tighter than any penny combination. This is the 411 Wrestling 411. This is the 411 Wrestling 411. Light speed coverage like electrical bolts. We up 24 7 like a heartbeat's pulse. And this is the 411 if you want the results. If it happens on the map, then we got a report. And this is wrestling, man, the realest sport that's around. And if you didn't know about it, this is how it's going down. International coverage to them NCAAs. Everything on demand, and you can have it your way. With the latest recruits, ranking spoken interviews. Who, what, when, and where with the latest on the news. Want a technique tip or something really entertaining? Here's a double light glass that'll keep you motivated. You're training like a madman, getting it done On how to break him and take him until you make it number one Coming fresh up off the press, you about to get some And on to the wrestling 411 This is the 411 Wrestling 411 This is the 411 Wrestling 411 Welcome to Wrestling 411 Radio, I am Kyle Klingman Joined by the pride of Old Dominion, Jason Bryant. Jason, I see you all day, every day, but I'll tell you what, it's good to see you again. Oh, always a pleasure, Kyle. It's, uh, we missed you on Thursday. I mean, Tuesday. We Tuesday. really did. We yeah. really did. A little, few technical difficulties. Why you got to bring that up, man? Come because on. Because it's my fault. Oh, well. No, actually, what happened was, is you might be hearing us a little clearer tonight, because uh, KOG here fixed the outgoing audio, so we're a little better, we're a little clearer. We were a little low last week. Hey, I didn't know this until after the fact, the but yeah. it was uh, it was pretty fun. You know, uh, having Andrew Hips in here was great. Oh, he's, he was awesome. He provided a lot of great insight from RevWrestling.com, and uh, we've got a lot of stuff to go over tonight as well. Yeah, it was it was great. And you know, I have to make mention first that uh, of course the NCAs are in St. Louis this year, but there's also something else special about St. Louis, and that's you're running your first marathon April 19th. April 19th, and yes. You've, you've lost a few LBs in the process. Little LBS uh, they, they are, are missing from me. I'm, I'm in the mid-250s now for the first time in about five years. You know, some of you that might see me and be like, oh, I thought you always weighed that. No, I'm actually uh, down about 20 pounds since I moved to Minnesota. I don't know. I think it's because I'm shivering so much. I can't <laughs> help. It's it's 12 degrees outside it is, it's right cold. now. It's cold. It's 12 freaking degrees. Oh, man. It's bad. I am I want my beach back. <laughs> Good thing we're not in Alaska, Jason. Just uh, be, be thankful about that. This isn't Dutch Harbor, but I'm, I'm sure it's pretty close. I think the wind chill's below zero right now. Oh, it's, it's cold. But, yeah, I'm down about 20, and uh, April 19th is the day. Uh, my roommate Joe Bush, a uh, very good wrestling fan in his own right, ran the Chicago Marathon a couple uh, weeks ago. And it got me thinking. He lost 50 pounds in the process, so he's a good motivating factor. We've been running, although the weather's kind of impacted oh, my running the last week. It will. But uh, I'm taking all my running gear on the road with me. I've got my gear bag, my old Fargo gear bag from Team Virginia, back when I was on the uh, the media director role back then. <laughs> and I got my shoes. I got all my running gear, my sweats. Great set of Bucknell wrestling sweats that are the most comfortable sweats I've ever had. Great. And uh, at these tournaments during the, during the year, I'm going to try to find places to get. Uh, it runs in whether if it be riding the bike or hitting a treadmill. So That's gonna be awesome. I'm working on it. My goal is 220. I haven't been uh, there since about 1997. So it's been a while. 
Well, we'll keep uh, we'll keep track of that for sure. And it seems like everyone says this on radio that we have a great show coming up. But when you have a great show, you got to talk about it, even if it's mundane and you say it every time. We have a great show tonight. Jason. I believe so as well. We have a real good show. Uh, Brian Smith, University of Missouri head wrestling coach, will be on tonight and uh, yeah. talking about the upcoming Missouri Open and his duel with Hofstra wrestling, supporting wrestling. Yeah, we've written extensively about that in the last couple weeks. Also, seen the commercial running on Wrestling411.tv in between our, our video breaks. And, and here's a guy to me that gets it. He gets uh, what promotion is about. We talked about this even before we came on air, never an All-American. But here's a guy that has gotten in there into a program that was not good at all. Missouri was always the cellar dweller in the Big 12. And they got a trophy two years ago. Yeah, he's paid his dues, too, oh. from, from stepping in that one year at Syracuse, trying to lend some stability when they were pretty much on the outs there in, in New York to his time as an assistant at Cornell and build him and his coaching staff building Missouri from basically the doormat of the Big 12 to at one point two seasons ago the number one ranked team in the country. Yeah, and you mentioned that many teams have been ranked number one, and I believe there's only been 11 and they're one of them. So Missouri to be able to do that is pretty special. They were the runner-up in the national duels a couple years ago when they made that famous Missouri switch where Ben Askren moved up to wrestle Roger Kish, which was kind of electric. So... Uh, Missouri has brought uh, brought some really good uh, good wrestling to the uh, to the college wrestling scene. So it's it'll be fun to... yeah, and it's definitely balanced out that Big Twelve. Now it's five teams. Yeah, and it's there's there's no room for error in the past. You know, before the Smith era, there it was four teams and then Missouri. Yeah, it really was. A lot of times it wouldn't even. You know, you'd see the point total for them, and it was just pretty much buys, and uh, you know, get 17 points when the rest were in the hundreds. It was a, uh, it was kind of a humbling deal for Missouri. So they've done a great job. So we're going to be talking with Brian Smith in the second segment of the show. Of course, we have the All Star Meet, but we do want to talk about the concept again of Wrestling 411. We've gotten a few more donations just through going online to Wrestling411.tv, and. We always talk about this, and this is your radio station. This is our story, our way. And the concept behind this is that we want to give wrestling the coverage that it deserves. But since this is your sport, we can't do it without you. So if you would just take a moment and uh, just think about uh, you know a small investment, just going to the, uh, the Donate Now button on PayPal. You can do it quickly or uh, email Jason or I. We can give you information. And another way to do that is through camps. And we have a, a list of camps, even some new camps that have jumped on board. And, and really, Jason, we can't say it enough that we can't do this show without the camps and the support of the wrestling community. Absolutely. The wrestling community, those have been right here on the ground level, very helpful. And then we're starting to get a couple coaches now that have talked to me uh, you know, outside of the office going, hey, how can I, how can I help? Based on what, what they're seeing with our product and hearing from us. And, of course, we've also had those tournament sponsors where – Tournament directors have put adding a dollar, simply one dollar per kid, just one dollar, and that surcharge basically is a donation to Wrestling 411. So if they draw 100 kids, it's not costing you anything to do it. You tack on a dollar, it goes to wrestling, goes back into wrestling. We're doing this so these these young kids, when they grow up, they're gonna they're gonna be growing up watching wrestling on television. There's not a whole lot of areas of the country where you can get college wrestling on television anywhere. Iowa is one of those places you can get wrestling on television, but outside of that. You might get maybe one match a year in some places. Yeah, and I, the concept is is that we're just asking a little from a lot of people, whether it's $25, $50. And, you know, you hear a lot of people talk about, you know, why should I invest in this? When I hear people talk about the impact wrestling made, and if we don't get exposure, we're just going to see it uh, gradually slip away, and that's why we need to keep it in the positive light and make sure that we tell it the way it's supposed to be told, Jason. And speaking of those positive lights, those that have helped out, the Amateur Athletic Union is a tournament sponsor. They'll be donating proceeds from their events to the Wrestling 411 Movement. Also, teams involved, Campbellsville University Wrestling Camps and Coach Frankie James, Brian Smith's Tiger Style Wrestling Camps. Of course, we've said we'll have him on the show tonight. Mm -hmm. Iowa Wrestling Camps and Coach Tom Brands, our guest on the first show. Iowa State Wrestling Camps and Coach Cale Sanderson. Jay Robinson Wrestling Camps and Coach Jay Robinson. Kevin Dresser Wrestling Camps in Virginia Tech with Kevin Dresser, the head wrestling coach there. Bruce Burnett has stepped up and got the Naval Academy Wrestling Camps on board, as well as Mark Manning at the Husker Wrestling Camps. Troy Sunderland at Penn State. Joe Baranek, one of the real positive guys in the sport down at St. Andrews Presbyterian, and Mike Ritchie out at Southern Oregon University. And let's just make mention that these are really the leaders in our sport. They're leading the way with this initial 411 campaign, telling us that 
wrestling is important enough to have it on television, to have it on radio, to have web content, and they're uh, they're stepping up big time with uh, financial donations. Well, here's a pitch I also want to make for for those big programs out there that are quite unsure. If Campbellsville, St. Andrews Presbyterian, and Southern Oregon can do something, can do something you bet. Yeah, there's no reason some of you other programs couldn't. Yeah. This is not not an attack by any means, but you know those are th- three schools that have stepped up and helped despite their limited resources being Division Two or NAIA. Yeah, but, you know that just kind of goes awesome. to show everybody can help every awesome. you know, little from a lot. Yep. So check out our website wrestling411.tv and uh, just give it a look. And if you have any questions, our phone numbers and email addresses are on there. Let's talk about the All Star Meet, Jason. We talked about this on the first show. And even though I think that it's become a little irrelevant, I still like this concept because when you see the matchups, it's hard not to get excited about this event. Well, we got a slew of number one and number twos. Everybody in the main event is an All-American. There's no non-All-Americans in here. We got a couple national champs, a couple national finalists, you know, peppered throughout. And Columbus, Ohio is going to be rocking on Monday night. Yeah, it's going to be a great event. And here's one thing we're also going to do as we talk about the All-Star Classic. This is something I kind of did with Intermat with a spotlight matchup. But Kyle and I are going to go head-to-head this year. We are. We're going to be making our picks on certain selected duels, usually on our Thursday show, and figuring out down the lineup, 10 weights, 10 picks, and even sometimes a bonus with a dual score of closest we can peg. Now, I must warn you, at Intermat, I was right around 80%. So... Be, 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 be forewarned see, there, Mr. And that, I'm terrible at this, and I'll tell you why. A lot of times like I get really emotionally wrapped into something, so say I want a certain team to win, I'll pick the other team just so that I can give myself an out say, oh, I thought it would be that way. So I don't do that as much as I used to, but that's something that I've been known to do. Now the question for the fans at home, can they figure out which matches that when we make our picks tonight for the All-Star Classic, which one of us are being homers, which one of us are making educated picks, or which one of us are picking just because yeah. the other is picking something else? Yeah, we can be homers a little bit, but I'm not going to let anyone know who that is. That's the key. Well, I don't have anybody I'm directly related with to in any way in the event. So, yeah. um, well, it's either way, this is going to be awesome. Because when you see the matchups here, it's like an NCAA Finals. And that's why I wish it would count. That's the only thing. I think it should count on the record because you put yourself on the line and do something like this, it should count on your record. But at the same point, they are putting themselves out there, but is this not something the athletes can do to promote the sport of college wrestling? It is, and that's why you know, coming around on it. There's injuries and, and things that come out. I mean, obviously the lineup's changed in the last couple of days, which is typical every, every year since we've moved it to from February and, and January and February into the November. Because uh, you're having problems with it being in February, where now the seeds were even bigger because, well, it's not going to count, and it's that late in the season. Or if, you know, you get hurt wrestling one of those guys, I don't buy the injury thing. You can get hurt in practice just as easily as you could yeah. wrestling the number one guy in the country. But that being said, 125 pounds, Troy Nickerson returning to the mat for the Cornell Big Ren and Charlie Falk from Iowa. I'll tell you what, Nickerson, I believe he's only wrestled in one consolation match in his career college career and I think that was at the NCAA tournament sophomore year he was out last year of course he's coming back in he had the shoulder injury even though he has a strong track record I'm going with Charlie Falk on this one early season well Falk definitely improved greatly last year after uh have it finishing eighth the year prior at a very strong and not the NCAA wasn't the greatest performance but through the year absolutely I mean he had to win over Paul Donahoe in there and just really tenacious kind of guy Jason Ness was kind of his nemesis at 125, but yeah. you know, I don't. I am not one of these people that doesn't think Falk can win this match. I think he has every opportunity to win this match. I think he's going to be fired up. But just this is a case where, for the sake of being different, You're gonna I'm going to I'm going to go with Nickerson here, just because he's a, he's a national finalist. He's been third. He lost. He's lost two matches, one match his entire career, something like. Uh, I mean, as far as the uh, NCAA tournament goes. Yeah. So I mean, Sam Hayeswinkle's beating him, and Bruce yeah. Donahoe's beating him, yeah. and. That was it. Some guy named Joe Dubuque. Yeah, Joe Dubuque. So. <laughs> uh, 133, of course, Jason Ness moving up this year. And last year, and, and I think we need to have like a favorite wrestler that is the most exciting. And last year for me, that was Jason Ness. I loved watching Jason Ness wrestle. I loved his style. I loved his mentality on the mat. I hope he does me proud again this year. He's up a weight. It's going to be interesting to see. I don't go against Jason Ness. He's my guy, so I'm going with Jason Ness on this one. Well, with all the funk that's going around... Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol... 
Protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you're ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. In college wrestling, you know, the spaghetti wrestling, is, as some officials call it, the, the, the head-to-toe scrambles. And things like that. It's refreshing to see someone like Jason Ness use one of the most basic fundamental moves in all of wrestling to be effective, and that's that half Nelson. For sure. So I'm going Jason Ness, and I think you are too. Uh, he's, he's wrestling Jimmy Kennedy, who's a late replacement for Joey Slayton, who uh, the Iowa coaches informed, I guess, the NWCA that he was pulling out this week. So Jimmy Kennedy, All-American, very tough in his own right. Yeah. Another Big Ten foe for Jason Ness, but it's kind of hard to go against a kid like Ness. He it looked is. real good last weekend at the Bison Open, and I don't think he'll pin Kennedy, but I think he'll, he'll win. Yep, both tough on top, so we're both going with Jason Ness. 141, Jay Jiggers against Nick Gallick, Iowa State. What do you think, Jason? I said this on Tuesday's show that I'm finally going to call Jay Jaggers Jay instead of been, you know, refusing to call him that and just calling him Jeff. Guy's won a national title. He's earned it. He's a two-time All-American. Wrestling in front of that home crowd. Mmm. Uh, Gallic's going to slow him down. That's pretty much for sure. You're going to see a tight match here. I think this is one of those 4-3 type of matches. But Jaggers is very dynamic. He doesn't look as imposing physically, but he's very dynamic. He's long. He's got good leverage, and he's, he's not going to lose at home. What do you think? Do you think the injuries are uh, affecting him from last year? Of course, he, uh, he well, got that ankle. Yeah, that, oh, that ankle was – I don't know if you saw the pictures that uh, Danielle Hobika had taken. I haven't seen those. From amateurwrestlingphotos.com. She had a picture of uh, Vasquez in – Jaggers in that, that late scramble where Vasquez was trying to score late, and it looked like his almost Jaggers' ankle was completely snapped in half. It was, oh, man. It was one of those, ooh! <laughs> yeah. Ooh! Joe Theismann-esque. Ah, uh, not quite that no, bad. Not that bad. Not that bad, but, uh, you know, it's... It's bad. It, was, it, didn't look, it didn't look comfortable, to say the least. Well, someone that uh, doesn't make opponents feel comfortable is at 49. That's Brent Metcalf. Quite possibly the most talked-about match in the last week since... Penn State pulled out Bubba Jenkins and Dan Valamont from the match. Darren Caldwell of NC State entered the second ACC competitor in the weight class this year. Everybody talked. We talked about it on our first oh, show. They didn't get a chance to wrestle again last year based on the draw. They didn't, they didn't meet up at the NCAA championships. But, you know, for a match to draw this type of basically fever on the forums and the message boards, and, and I don't know if there's water cooler discussions about wrestling – all over the place, but I'm sure if there are, this is what's being discussed. Darren Caldwell yeah, had the I win mean, last year at the St. Ed's Duels. Very, you know, controversial, say what you will. You know, we've talked about how the end result was, you know, the L's on the record. Yep. But if if you're Brent Metcalf, how can you not be <laughs> licking your chops for a shot at Caldwell this time around? You know, but tip of the hat to Caldwell for going in there. I mean, he's a competitor. And he's very confident about his abilities, too. And I like that about Caldwell, that he gets after it. And I think that's the only way that you're going to be able to beat Brett Metcalf is to get on the board early and score a lot of points because you're going to need it. Well, Lance Palmer did try to slow him down there at the NCAA quarters last year. but And we've seen with Caldwell, as yeah. we discussed on our first show, how Caldwell won a Palmer style of match. I don't think that's going to be the case. I don't think either one of them is going to go out and try to be conservative. Like I said, it doesn't count. Why not let it all hang out here? I mean, I don't think Caldwell's going to be looking for a splay right off the bat by any means. But as I told you, I think he might might, might score on him maybe once, twice, a couple, couple times. But I think I think Metcalf, uh, you really don't know because he's kind of a hard kid to read if you don't know him really very well in terms of what he's thinking and going into the match. I'm sure Tom Brands knows what he's thinking. Yeah. But I just I, if, I, if I were Brent Metcalf, I'd be licking my chops at this opportunity right now. 157, Battle of the Redheads. Somebody red's going to win. Is, is it going to be the, the red from Iowa State, Kyler Sanderson, or the red from the big red, Jordan Lean, returning national champ? Oddly enough, ranked fifth and seventh in the new poll this week. So yeah. Jordan I'm Lean upset last week by J.P. O'Connor moving up to, from uh, 149 to 157. I don't know why I'm going with Kyler Sanderson on this Because you're from Iowa. Well, that has nothing to do with it. I just, I just have a feeling. I just think Kyler Sanderson is the guy that's going to win this match. Hey, it wouldn't be surprising. A couple of years ago, what was it, three or four national champs from Oklahoma State were beaten in the All-Star match. Yeah, exactly. 
And, and, you know, let's just keep in mind, although Lean was the returning NCAA champ, he was the eight seed going in. So, I mean, that just shows what his season was like prior to that. Had a hot tournament. I know he's good, but I'm picking Kyler Sanderson. Two-time All-American coming off that loss. I think he's going to be hungry. I'm going to have to go with Lean here, my second Cornell guy in a row. Okay. 165, we have a Missouri Tiger against Cornell's Mac Lunas. I'm actually going with Lunas here, even though Lunas lost to him in the third, fourth place match last year. I've just heard so much about Lunas being tough and talking to Rob Cole. He's never seen someone improve so much, says he can't go with him. Based on that and Maribel losing, I'm going with Mac Lunas. You know, it's it's tough because, uh, you know, I, I really like the way Nick Maribel wrestles in his, in his career. He's just been a tenacious guy. Not necessarily the biggest scorer. You know, he has the ability to open up. The, the loss this past weekend could be just an eye-opener. He might be able to shake that out. This weekend at the Hofstra, I doubt he's going to wrestle at the Missouri Open. He might see a match or two and, and forfeit out, maybe to prepare for the All-Star Classic. But this is one of those situations where I'm not going to be different here because uh, having having been been growing up on the East Coast and having known the Lunas, Lunas family for quite a long time, at least the last four or five years, Max, one of those kids, you just it's kind of hard to root against yeah. when you know him, even though it might not be the most politically correct thing to say. Can Marable win the match? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, I mean, yeah. he, he beat him twice last year. Sure. And they were tight, but which makes the, the ability. And, man, I'm going to go three for three on Cornell in the All-Star. Well, I'm, why not? Charlie, if you're out there listening, I can't pick against you, why so not? I'm going to take Mac. All right. 174, Steve Luke of Michigan, Jay Borschel of Iowa, number two. I'm going with Borschel. I'm assuming you are going. I'm going to go with Steve Luke, just not to be different, but, you know. That's yeah. You want to look, look at place. Yeah, you I are. mean they're gonna. I think they're gonna split two, three times. Yeah, they'll probably be... wrestle four times this year. I think it might be a two-two split. Depends on how many times they run in each other at tournaments. But one eighty-four, another Iowa guy, Phil Ketty against Lewis Caputo of Harvard. I guess I'm just going across the board, Iowa. I, I'm not even trying to be biased here. This is honestly who I think is going to win. I think Phil Ketty's going to win here. Well, I, I've mentioned this the last year. I thought Phil Ketty. Uh, one of my favorite wrestlers on that Iowa team, just because the improvement he made from his freshman year to his sophomore, Utah native, scrappy kid. Man, I'm starting to sound like Dana White. <laughs> I've been watching the Ultimate Fighter. I've been starting to I, There's just no F-bombs flying, so we don't have the ability to throw a beep in there. But Thank I goodness. just like watching Caddy wrestle. You know, I, I had him picked in some upset matches last year where I just had that hunch that he was going to do it, and one of those was against Roger Kish. And I'm just, you know... Something about Phil Ketty. I can't really put my finger on I think he's got that it factor that it's just a goer. Just If it wasn't for Brent Metcalf being on that team, I think a lot more people would be talking about how, what yeah. type of motor Phil Ketty has. Yeah, he really does. 197, Jake Varner, two-time runner-up, 184 against the guy you like, kind of a funky guy too, Hudson Taylor, number two in the nation of Maryland. I'm still going Iowa across the board here. I'm going Jake <laughs> Varner again. But I think for good reason. I think he's solid. I've watched him a little bit. He's bigger. I think he's more has more incentive to go for the pin this year. But I do like Hudson Taylor's style. Well, Varner's got the ability to get the fall. He was a junior Chalice Award winner coming out of Bakersfield High School. So he definitely knows how to pin people. Uh, last week at the at the Cyclone Open, it was I was talking to one of the wrestlers from Iowa Central. And he said, yeah, most people would seem to be scared of Varner. And one guy tried to headbutt him, and it just kind of – Ticked him off a little bit, so he just went out there and pinned everybody. But Varner, definitely hard to pick against. Been there, two finals, two-time All-American. But Hudson Taylor, one of the more interesting characters in college wrestling. He is. Uh, a theater guy. I like that. When I went out to Maryland last, uh, I guess two years ago, I was going down to the Virginia Duel, stopped in to watch Navy in Maryland, and Todd Beckerman of Maryland staff was saying, yeah, it's weird with Hudson because he would be in a play on Friday and ripping somebody's arm off on the mat on Saturday. <laughs> And it, it's just, great. you know, he, he's got those Healy shoes. He rolls around, got the thick, big, thick glasses. So, I don't know. Hudson's one of those kids you just, again, like to watch. Another point, I'm going to take Taylor in this match just to be different here. I think, I think, they're, I think they're very different in terms of their style. I they think are. Hudson has the ability to just, just go. I mean, you saw what happened in that third-place match last year, rallies, and then just all sorts of riding time and just yeah. wins it and takes third. But uh, oddly enough, Maryland has not had a participant in the All-Star Classic since 1969. That's a long Go time, Jason. I don't have to tell you that. It's a long Steve Halick, wrestling turp out there, if he, uh, he heard that, he'd probably be like, all right. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to go with Taylor just to be different. You're going with Taylor 285. No, Jer- I'm not. I'm going with Taylor. I, I, I think he can win the match. Yeah, I do. I mean, of course he can. I mean, he's, he's a solid competitor. I hope and- that doesn't affect the Iowa State camp sponsorship. <laughs> it won't. It won't. 285. 
Jared Rochelle, Oklahoma State, Kyle Massey, Wisconsin. I like his mustache in the Wisconsin <laughs> picture in the media guide. I'm going Massey just on that alone. Well, if, if you'll see there when you're watching this again on the screen, you will see the power of the mustache. I don't know if it, it, it can quite evoke that Mike Bush power, but I'm going to go with Jared Rochelle. Just, right. you know, he's, you want somebody that looks like a mean heavyweight. Or mean upperweight. It's anybody named Rochel. <laughs> yeah, I, I for think sure. you know Massey's improved quite a bit. You know, fell to eighth last year at the NCAA tournament. But eh, I don't know. Can the mustache be enough? We'll see. We're not exactly talking wrestling tactics here. No, this is just my personal preference. Let's just real quickly go with one thirty-three and one sixty-five for the uh, two exhibition matches. Exhibition matches, and they're not bad ones either. No, they're real good. Uh, Joe Baker, Navy against the hometown guy, Reese Humphrey of Ohio State. I'm going with Humphrey just because of the uh, the hometown crowd. Why is it? You know, I don't consider myself biased in, in any way. I've always tried to be very impartial about my prognostications and things of that nature. But looks like i got to go with Baker. Although he's from California, so I think I'm off the hook there wrestling at the Naval Academy. I'm going to go with Baker in a tight one. He's a, he's an exciting one. When he's on, he's really exciting. But although he's had got that ability to take some real yee, losses every now and then, it, it kind of disrupts him in the rankings. Humphrey, round of 12 guy last year, yep. knocking on the door. Could be a good litmus test to see where he's at this year. And Joe Baker, 7-8, him and, him and with the bloodiest yeah. of all bloody Fanthor, matches. Nick Fanthorpe. That, Nick Fanthor. that match probably went 25 minutes. Oh, that was unbelievable. That was unbelievable. That was just a bloodbath. And they got a great ovation after the match, too. I don't know if you remember, but they're Certainly just. so. Yeah, they're just, they've got the concrete wrap around the head. They're all just, just soaked in blood. It just looked like they'd been through. Armageddon. It did. 165. Moses Fay, Northern Iowa, fifth place last year at 165 against Colt Sponseller of Ohio State. Not going the hometown route here, but but I'm going the Iowa route. So, Moses yeah, Faye. you had an easy one here. Moses Fay actually ranked number two in the nation. Now, in the exhibition bout, based on Marable's loss this past week to Andy Randos, Lunas moves to one, Fay moves to two, John Reeder moves to three, and uh, Nick Marable. Nick Marable, four. Number four. Well, we're going to talk with Nick Marable's coach next. We have Brian Smith, head wrestling coach at the University of Missouri. We'll be back with him next on Wrestling 411 Radio. We are back, Wrestling 411 Radio. I'm Kyle Klingman. That's Jason Bryant. And we have our only guest of the evening, and that is President-elect Brian Smith, and he is also the head wrestling coach of the University of Missouri. President-elect Smith, how are you tonight? Good. How are you doing? Well, of course, when we say president-elect, that means that you are the incoming president of the National Wrestling Coaches Association, and this right. is a position that uh, I think is important that uh, we talk about a little bit because you are going to be hopefully dictating the future of our sport. What, uh, what things do you want to get accomplished in this position? Well, I don't know. I, I just hope that, you know, I can bring some new thoughts. You know, and just, I think sometimes I, I, I get a reputation as somebody that thinks outside the box sometimes. And so hopefully that's, you know, they'll listen to my new ideas. And, you know, if I can bring something to the table, because I just think uh, we have to think more proactive as a sport and start doing some things differently to get people to come to matches, to get uh, administrators to look at the pro- uh, programs differently and, and to grow the sport. Well, one of the concepts that you've implemented is called wrestling supporting wrestling. And for us, that's twofold because you are not only supporting wrestling through this project, but you are supporting this program. Kind of a twofold question here. Uh, just give us an idea of why you've decided to jump on board with uh, supporting wrestling 4 and one and then tell us about this wrestling supporting wrestling concept you have this weekend with the dual meet against Hofstra. Well, I heard from, you know, Jay Robinson's been trying to get, you know, more wrestling into the media more and, and with radio and TV and the TV show it just makes sense that if we can get not only our sports the kids watching it and listening to it and making it more mainstream where they just hear about it all the time and that's what the, the media is doing they're hearing more about rankings they're hearing more about college wrestling hearing more about personalities in the sport and that's you know that's what makes wrestling, uh, football and basketball so special to people because they know the athletes and I think college wrestling for a long time they could just see results in a magazine that's all when i grew up i grew up in florida okay round two name something that's not boring a laundry oh a book club computer solitaire huh ah oh. 
Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing... The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group. No purchase necessary. Avoid where prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. I would get uh, amateur wrestling news and I'd see the results in the back, and that's how I knew. It. That's all I knew of college wrestling. Well, now you can go on the internet. You can listen to radios. You can. You know, watch a TV show now, and I think kids are getting closer to the sport. And I think that's important because you're growing uh, a foundation of future fans. And as the fan base grows and the the sport will become more mainstream, and you'll have uh, more people participating in the sport. And we're seeing that. It's growing at the grassroots level. That It's a perfect time to be getting on TV and getting on the radio every week like this. This is great. And then tell us about the wrestling supporting wrestling you have this weekend, because this is something that I think that every wrestling program should attempt to do, and that is the concept you have with this dual meet. And it's my understanding that all money raised in the dual meet against Hofstra will go directly into the Missouri wrestling program. Is that correct? Yes, that's correct, towards uh, endowing all our scholarships. So uh, I really got the idea from last year when Oregon you know, announced they were going to drop the program, and then we had the you know, the All-Star Classic in Oregon, and all these people showed up. And I remember sitting around at one of my coaches' meetings, and I'm like, it's too bad they couldn't get people to show up before, so the AD wouldn't even think about dropping it. And that's kind of where the idea kicked around, and I'm like, you know, we're doing well, we're drawing good crowds, but what if we can convince our people in the state, the youth clubs, the high school clubs, junior high clubs, all to come out and support wrestling while it's good, and start, and if the AD will buy into it, maybe he'll let us keep the ticket sales from it will draw a huge crowd, it'll draw media, I mean, I met with three or four media people today that are writing stories on it locally, pushing it through there, and so the idea kicked around, they asked me, my uh, head of marketing asked me to write up a proposal, and he said he likes it, brought it to my AD, and my AD said, we'll try it, so they've been helping marketing it, and, you know, right now we're closing in on a thousand tickets pre-sold, and I know we got buses coming from almost every city in the state of Missouri with high school kids and youth kids and most of them haven't bought their tickets yet so the ticket ticket windows are going to open 90 minutes before just because we don't want to have people sitting outside waiting to get in at the start of the match but it's going to be great we're expecting a crowd between four and five thousand hopefully more but we'll see what happens but it's, it's exciting because the whole state has caught kind of the fever of it that this is you know we can do our part by helping support our only division one program in the state of Missouri by uh, coming to a match and watching the guys wrestle. And, of course, with Hofstra beating Penn State last week, it only helped the cause because now, you know, people are, wow, Hofstra's pretty good. They beat Penn State, and people are talking about it all week. And so it's, it's exciting what's going on because I'm hearing from so many different areas in the, in the state how excited they are to come up. People are bringing buses down, and they're bringing their grills in the back of trucks. They're going to tailgate. So they're making it a fun event. So I think that's, that's what you want. You want to make it where everybody's coming and they're going to have a, a good social good time, too, so they want to come back. Uh, Coach Smith, Jason Bryant here. The question is, as you built this schedule together and you did the wrestling, supporting wrestling thing, was the weekend falling with the Missouri Open a factor to maybe create a weekend festival kind of deal out of it? Yeah. Well, we're going to have more people coming to stay. I've already heard that people are staying to watch the uh, Missouri Open. And actually, they're going to make it free to come to the Open. There aren't too many Opens you can get in free, and they just decided that with all these people coming and paying for the uh, main event here, which the money goes to us, the school, and that's just make it free for the people to come to the Open because they'll be staying overnight in the community, and which is neat because, you know, now I have hotels coming up to see me, and, wow, there's a lot of people staying in town that night on Saturday night. What's going on? And I said, well, we're just having a home event. So now it's, you know, you become a more powerful entity when you have people coming to your matches and staying like a football program or a basketball program. And, with the Open coming in and all these teams, for, we'll have about 450 entries, plus coaches and people. All the hotels, are, you know, not all of them, but it's filling up. But with the fans staying in town, too, it makes it a great.
as you mentioned before, you're talking about Hofstra. I'm looking at it on paper. There's there's some matches there that are going to have a definite impact. Obviously, they wrestled very well against Penn State. Um, guessing you probably could see some improvement in your squad after the duels with Lockhaven and Bucknell. But uh, you know, some of it has to do with the lineup. You've got two or three weights where you're still not quite sure who's going to win yeah. the spot. One fifty-seven We're and heavyweight. Two guys, it's three weights, and you know, I have unfortunately, I, have, I mean, it's a fortunate and unfortunate thing. I have two heavyweights that are probably top ten, you know, top five, top ten heavyweights, and two fifty-seven pounders with the same thing, and so it it makes it tough on me and tough on the kids because right now we don't know until we hit all these opens who's going to. You know, step out and be the man. But the good thing is they're both <laughs> both very good. You know, at those weights. So uh, it's probably tougher on Hofstra because they don't know who they're going to wrestle them. And a lot of the styles with the heavyweights and the 57s are completely opposite between the two guys that I have at those weights. So it'll be interesting. Uh, Coach, I don't even know who I'm going with till I till we get to the match time. <laughs> Uh, this past weekend, uh, one of your highly touted recruits, Troy Dolan, didn't really start out with the greatest of weekends, losing two matches. What's he going to have to do to get back on track? With, and kind of well, we got to get him healthy. He had like bronchitis, and he was just struggling, breathing, and all that. And it's uh, you know, we sent him to the doctor. He, he got himself an inhaler and all that kind of stuff. So it's not an excuse. It's just he's got to get healthy. So we just cut his practices short this week and trying to get him, you know, to get better. That's because he was roughing fine in the room, and we just got to get him. Of course, as a freshman going back to PA and where you're from and then not performing well doesn't help either. So he's just down. He was a little down, but on the way home from the airport, you know, he was just excited about the Open and getting to wrestle some matches. So I saw a really good attitude out of him. And that's it. It's just keeping him positive. And because uh, he's working on the right things, he's doing the right things, and we just got to get his body feeling good. And when his body's feeling good, his head will come around too, and he'll be fine. We are talking it's a about- long season. That's what you got to remember too, that you got to get these kids through the long season. I always, I, I mean, after Maribel lost the other night, I, I grabbed him, and he, of course, told me exactly what he did wrong, and I said, well, good, you're mature enough to understand what you're doing. And, and I said, the good thing, here's the positive thing. I said, I think the last two years, the national champ at 65 lost in the early season. With Perry losing last year, and I think the year before that, Hendricks got upset in the beginning of the year. So I said, if you want a positive out of it, how's that? <laughs> he just kind of looked at me and laughed. But that is a positive. Said, you don't want to lose, but it, it does happen. We are talking with Brian Smith, head wrestling coach at the University of Missouri, and we are talking wrestling, supporting wrestling, and the big weekend you have with the Open and the dual meet against Hofstra. I do want to ask you about 174, and you have Raymond Jordan, who has been at 184 the last three seasons, has decided to move down a weight, was light anyway. Uh, Is this going to affect him at all, going down a weight? I mean, do you think this affects his wrestling ability? Well, he had 12 takedowns in his first match. And he probably could have had three or four more when he was trying for a fall. So, I mean, if that tells you. He really was weighing in at 79-80 at the NCAAs. Two of those years, you got to remember that when he was a freshman and sophomore, there was the Hodge Award winner, the weight below him, and Ben Askren. So, yep. last year he wanted to stay at 84 because he felt comfortable. You know, he had been there two years already. And after losing a, in double overtime in the semis, I just said, you know, I really think you, you're a natural 74-pounder. Do you want to do it? And, I said, it's your choice. I don't care where you go because I think you're going to be successful wherever you go, but I think you should go your natural weight. And so he said, I'm going 74. I said, well, good. And that was, that was pretty much it. And he looks fine. I mean, he's making his weight pretty easy. And, and he's dominating out there. So it's, it's just good to see. One thing I, I even teased Ben this weekend about going, uh, you're going to go 74 at the Missouri Open. Ben asked him, and he's like, well, he goes, I'll probably go 84. It's probably a little bit easier than 74 because he worked out with uh, Raymond and he knows Raymond's tough. So. Well, one thing I wanted to ask you about is that I've heard a lot about, uh, and these are just stories I've read uh, from you, quotes I've read from you about kind of the trials that you had when you came into the program May of 1998. Of course, Missouri was the cellar dweller of the Big 12. A lot of times they, uh, they wouldn't even send a, a wrestler to nationals or they said one or two. Uh, you know, I, I've read where athletes tried to get you fired. They talked to the AD. Well, how hard was it uh, getting this program going those first couple of years? Yeah, well, that was my first week. I got a fax. No, <laughs> <laughs> that you should be fired. fired. Yes. They gave it, and I'm like, I, I don't even know these people. How do they even know me yet? And that was part of it. But, you know, they just weren't happy because I wasn't the big name coming in. And, you know, but I felt like I had good tutelage out. And, you know, my dad was a coach growing up in a coaching family. And then, have been working under Jack Bates and Rob Cole for five 
five years and got for a year, but and having some coaches in college that were pretty good. I always knew I wanted to be a coach and coaching two years in high school, but when I got here, you know, I was a no-name, but I didn't even think of that stuff. All I did was just I had a plan, I had a list of goals and things, and I gave that to the administration, and I said, if you'll give me time, I really think we can do this. And, uh, you know, year by year, was bringing in some good kids and getting kids to believe in the program. And it wasn't always the top-tier kid early early on. We were just trying to find the right kids to fit, you know, how we could build this program, kids that would really sacrifice and commit to the program. And I think our first recruiting class was Kenny Burleson and Jeremy Spates. That was my first, you know, two kids that ended up being All-Americans in the first recruiting class. So, you know, we were very fortunate. They were great kids. Well, you know, Kenny goes on and wins the Big 12, beats Hendricks in the Big 12, and goes on, I think, to take fifth or sixth in the country. And same with Jeremy Spates. So it's those kids then kind of brought the next group in, which was Woodleys and that type of crew, and then it went to Aspirins and that and Pels, and, and now it's just kind of snowballing effect where the administration saw the improvement. We started getting bigger crowds. When we upset Illinois in my fourth year and went 18-3, and three, the kids really bought, you know, they were already bought in, but they knew, wow, we're, you know, we're doing the right thing. And then it just kind of progressed from there where I think two years later we beat Oklahoma State for the first time in school history. At home, you know, it was in a high school gym in St. Louis, but it was mopped, and people were very, very excited. And, That's awesome. And now it's just gone from, you know, we're getting big recruits and uh, the, the facilities, and it's just, uh, you know, it's exciting because the administration knows that this program is the program that can, you know, at Missouri that has a really legitimate chance of winning a national title, and they're really pumped up about that. And I mean, they just put a $100,000 curtain system in our, we have two arenas, and they both hold about 13,000, and the one for gymnastics, wrestling, and, gym, uh, um, and volleyball, that curtain system blocks about 7,000 seats now, so we have about a 5,300-seat arena, and that's what we're hoping to sell out for this dual meet that, that's uh, Saturday night, Saturday afternoon. So, I mean, they just, the whole state, too, with the youth clubs and the high school programs, we have good coaches, and I think if you've watched the cadets and the juniors and schoolboys, how Missouri's really progressed, which is exciting because we're developing good kids in the state, which helps. And they're growing up now wanting to be Tigers, which is, you know, I see Missouri wrestling shirts everywhere, and kids telling me, man, I want to go to Missouri, I want to wrestle for you, coach, little fifth and sixth graders. And I didn't have that when I first got here. So we had a change of culture, and it's we're almost there, you know. We still have a ways to go with, you know, winning Big 12s and winning a national title, but we're getting closer. We're moving in the right direction. Coach Smith, I want to bring up something that uh, I don't think a lot of people really know about, but that's the relationship you've had with one of your assistants, Lee Pritz, whom you coached in high school and now you're coaching with in college, and now he's back for a second tour of duty at Missouri. How interesting and, and dynamic has that relationship been from high school coach to now you know, co-coach? Well, I coached him a junior and senior year in high school, and which was neat because his first match he lost for me because I, got, I gave a, a – a Woody Hayes fired up talk, and he went out so fired up he lost. And I said, okay, I screwed up there. <laughs> and then he never lost for me again in high school. And I still use that as an example of how not to coach. But he went to the state title for me. And our dream was always to be able to coach him in college, but that didn't work out. And then when I got the Missouri job, he was just graduating. And I said, you got to come down and work with me. And he worked with me, I think, for my first, I think it was my first six years. And then he went out with Stevie out to Old Dominion. And uh, for three years, and then when I lost both my assistants two years ago, I said, I called him to find out about other assistants, and I, and he, I said, uh, well, jokingly, I said, well, why don't you just come back? And he said, well, you know, I mean, he started to him and all. I said, oh, you just opened the door. So, But uh, we've been very close. He's kind of like, not a younger, but almost like a son to me now, and he's like an uncle to my, my son. Quinn works out with him all the time. Quinn's in eighth grade, and I mean, Quinn's growing up knowing him, so we're very, very close. You know, he's, he's got such a passion and such a work ethic in the sport that it's, it's great that I could bring him back to Missouri and have that. All right, Coach Smith, with that, uh, we have a segment of the show. It's called the Hot Box. What we do is we lock you in the hot box. We give you five questions in hopes of making you sweat a little bit. So my question to you, first off, is are you ready to go in the hot box, Coach Smith? Question number one, you wrestle collegiately at Michigan State. The Spartans are one of ten teams to win an NCAA team title. What year did they win that title? Uh, I don't know. It was like 1967. You got it. 1967. Number two, you won an individual state title for St. Thomas Aquinas High School in 1985. What country did uh, St. Thomas Aquinas hail from? Uh. <laughs> 
Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18+. Plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess. Ah, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18+. Plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I have no idea. Brian. I have no idea. No. I'll tell you what. I'll give you absolution from that question if you can tell me who the Mother of Jesus was. Mary. All right, you got it. You got absolved from that, so you're two for two okay. right now. Uh, number I'm three. Out of the church now. <laughs> and didn't realize it was going to be a history quiz, did you, Coach? No, I didn't. But, but that's why. History teacher, I should yeah, know somebody. That's why it's called the hot box. But the the correct answer was uh, Saint Thomas Aquinas is from Italy. So if you ever want to know that. Uh, right. Number three. Have you ever chewed out an official to get in his head? Did you watch the Marable match? <laughs> That's exactly the match I was thinking about as you asked that okay. question, Kyle. So the, the answer is yes? Yes. Okay. Number four. Not, but you know I don't yell that much anymore. I yell very little from my younger days. Okay. That's what you got Brits for. <laughs> yeah, exactly. At, uh, at the 1990 NCAA Championships, your senior year, you were seated seventh at 126 pounds. You can answer, answer this either one of two ways. You can either tell me who placed seventh, in your weight class, or you can name the four wrestlers who were uh, NCAA championship finalists, three of whom were NCAA champions. Helber, Brand, Cross, and Charles. You got it. You are, you are four for four right now. but uh, just, and, and one of those guys on the coaching staff? Yeah, one of those guys are on your coaching <laughs> oh, staff. That's a, hey, that's a pretty good year. You know, you got an Olympic champion and a two-time world champion in that weight class, and Jason Kelber doesn't even go on. He wins the NCAA t- tournament the next year. Yeah. So you, you got that one right. You're four for four. Uh, number five, Ben Askren, Missouri's greatest wrestler and one of your former wrestlers, current assistant coach, was known for his funk. What's the funkiest thing Brian Smith's ever done? That's why it's the hot box, know. coach. Yeah, it, it also thing I've ever done with wrestling. Whatever you want it to be. It also includes karaoke, coach. Oh, I don't. I can't admit to that. So. <laughs> See, I'm and, have to pass on that one. Yeah, and you don't have hair to grow a, a, a big afro, so I, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I know. I don't know what you're going to do. Four for five isn't bad. You're out of the hot box. Coach Smith, I appreciate you coming on the program. Wish, hey, you, all no the be- fun, wish you all the best with wrestling, supporting wrestling this weekend. We're going to take you coming down this weekend. Absolutely. I will, I, will ed- I will edit the show tonight, hit, hit the road to Iowa City on Friday. I'm probably not going to sleep. And then after the Iowa City duels, drive on down to Columbia. So I'm going to be putting some miles on the road this weekend. Yeah. Well, good. Well, I'll spend some time with you. I appreciate it, Coach. Thanks for being on the program. We're going to take a short break. Back next with more Wrestling 411 Radio. And welcome back to Wrestling 411 along with Kyle Klingman. My name is Jason Bryant. It's Thursday, November 20th. Got a big weekend of action coming up, and we'll talk about that just shortly. But we'd like to thank our sponsors again, the AAU, Campbellsville University Wrestling Camps, Bryant Smith's Tiger Style Wrestling Camps, Iowa Wrestling Camps, Iowa State, Wrestling Camps, Jay Robinson Wrestling, Kevin Dresser Wrestling Camps, the U.S. Naval Academy and their wrestling camps, Coach Bruce Burnett, Husker Wrestling Camps, and the University of Nebraska, Penn State, and Troy Sunderland and with the Penn State Wrestling Camps, St. Andrews Presbyterian Wrestling Camps, Coach Joe Baranek, and Mike Ritchie at Southern Oregon University. And as we mentioned that, we're going to go into an update, something that we've, ex- we've mentioned here on Wrestling 411 the last couple weeks, is the update on the wrestlers that were involved in the accident out in Siouxland, basically the Siouxland area of Iowa, those five little towns that feed west of the Westwood Community School District. Uh, TV station TV9 KCAU out of Sioux City 
brought this up as their lead story yesterday, uh, the update on those. Actually mentioned Wrestling 411 and what we were trying to do to get the word out there as well. But here's an update. Trent Baker, Blake Jorgensen, and Adam Greeno have been upgraded to fair condition. Awesome. Sage Washburn now listed in good condition. Jordan Mitchell has been released, so he's now resting at home. And assistant coach Dan Thompson in fair condition. So that's definitely a turn for the good out of that just – it was a fatal tra- traffic accident out there in Iowa, which uh, one one gentleman did lose his life. But our thoughts and prayers are still with the Westwood Community School District. You know, we've been trying to help as best we can, get the word out. And thank you for those of you that also pass that word around to everybody. You know, a lot of these coaches that we have uh, come on the show and we've sent emails to have been very supportive of that little little community there. So good to see that they're doing well and uh, only the best for those kids. Yeah, great uh Great update there. It's encouraging any time you get to hear that uh, positive signs have been made. And obviously, uh, any time something like that happens, you uh, you feel it. It's home right away. Well, you know, those kids are going to be fighters. It's kind of cliche to say that wrestlers are fighters and wrestlers never quit. But, you know, you could see, you just kind of knew. Yeah, I don't want to say you knew that they, they, they'd come around because we really didn't know how bad it was. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I don't know if, I don't want to say there was doubt, but there was more hopefulness that I was like, yeah, these kids will, these kids will get through this. They, they're tough. They're going to do it. They're Iowa wrestlers. I mean, come on. Yeah. You don't, you don't really – hard to get tougher and, and, and more battle-tested than that. Western Iowa wrestlers. Well, let's say uh, you're sticking with your Iowa guys all, all show. Anyway, what we're talking about, we got a couple matches that we're going to key on for this upcoming weekend while we got a little bit of time here yep. left on 411. Of course, Missouri Hofstra was one of them. Key matches there, Kyle, I see is Troy Dolan, as we heard the explanation from Brian Smith on his subpar weekend last week. Got yep. another true, got a true freshman, Steve Bonanno out of Hofstra, a New York State champ. Had a big win over Brad Pataki over the weekend helping uh, key that Hofstra win over Penn State. 157, whether it be Emmanuel Brooks or Michael Chandler, against John Bonilla Bowman. You know, when people say motor, you know, a gas in the tank or a motor, Bonilla Bowman is usually mentioned right there just after Brent Metcalf. Also, 65, Nick Marable, Ryan Patrovich. Marable crushed him last year. Maybe, you know, Patrovich got a good family lineage there. Maybe he's about to turn yeah. a corner as a sophomore. Could be. You know, that's not exactly something uh, Marable can look by. Highlight of the match, I think, is at 174. Raymond Jordan coming down against a returning All-American, Alton Lucas, at 174. I think that's the highlight of the duel. Oh, it has to be. And Raymond Jordan's a guy that I think is really explosive. Uh, you know, a lot of times when he decides to pull the trigger, he can go with anyone. I just think it's interesting to me that you have a guy going down, and he's wrestling some guys that have really gone up a weight, like a guy like Jake Varner. He beat him consistently his uh, his freshman year when Jake Varner was a freshman. I think he's going to do well here. I, you know, you don't want to make picks this early with who's going to be the NCAA champ, but he's in the hunt. I'll Absolutely. Tell you what, he, he's a guy that I think is uh, is very dangerous. And 174 isn't exactly the, the toughest weight class right now. Uh, you lost a couple guys from, from last year, but it wasn't really tough that last year either. So I think he has a real good shot at winning it. Also, Raymond Jordan was uh, listed as one of the 21 national semifinalists for the Coach Wooden Citizenship Cup the only wrestler on the list, and they award one to a collegiate athlete and to a professional athlete. And to show you what this means, basically it's about how the people impact others for positive in their life. It, it's, it's founded by a group called Athletes for a Better World, a nonprofit organization committed to changing the culture of American sports. And Raymond, this is, he is one of the most genuine human beings you'll ever meet. Uh, just a great kid, and, and congrats on being at least a semifinalist. That's awesome. They announced the the, uh, the finalists already, and Tim Tebow, University of Florida quarterback, was one of those finalists. But just to be nominated and be a wrestler in the, of the 20, 21 semifinalists, Raymond Jordan, definitely worth noting on the show. Uh, just a great kid overall. Wish the best for him. Also in that dual meet, 197, Max Askren taking on Hofstra transfer Joe Fagiano, uh, NCAA qualifier out of Indiana last year, now in Hempstead. So that's a tight... You know, that's a couple matches to watch here with Hofstra, Missouri. Yeah, and 197, I think, is a weight class that, although it's not 149, I, I put it right up there as maybe the second toughest. When you look up and down, there are a lot of tough guys in that weight class. I mean, that is loaded. Uh, mean, Dallas Herbst, Craig yeah. Brester. I mean. Max Askren's in there. You have Jake Varner moving up. Uh, Hudson Taylor's there. So, I mean, that, that is really a weight class that, uh, that I'm looking forward to seeing play out at the NCAA tournament, as much as 49. Uh, while we st- while we were talking about Penn State earlier, we'll also stick with them as, as Penn State and Cornell will wrestle this weekend. That's yeah. always a battle. Uh, key matchups, I think, there, 141 pounds, Mike Gray and Frank Molinaro, a redshirt freshman out of Penn State. Not off to the best start as they expected, but uh, 157, Dan Valamont, Jordan Lee. We'll see that there, depending on how Valamont's knee is. 174, this is one we're going to look at as well. Steve Ansaravich of Cornell. 
true freshman, Quentin Wright. Big win over Alton Lucas last yeah. weekend at 174. And this might not seem like the biggest of matches when it comes to rankings, but I think this is going to be one of those matches that the, the duel hinges on. It's at 184 with Justin Kerber and Phil Bomberger. Oh, for sure. And Kerber's a guy. Minnesota that... word. You're picking it up. Or is that a Midwest word? I don't know. You said for sure. For sure. For sure. Is that, is that Iowa? Or is... I, maybe I just picked it up and I don't know about it. Ooh. It's kind of like sweet tea and okra, fried okra. I don't like fried okra, but, man, I can't find any good sweet tea up here. Well, we'll find you some. but they had... <laughs> Whatever it is, it's cold. That's for sure. <laughs> it will be cold. But, yeah, for sure on that match. Uh, I did think it again. That, yeah, for sure. I, I did <laughs> Three it on, times. I did it on purpose. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I'm right. still counting. We're going to keep a for sure tracker. Great. Yeah. I just said And it. awesome. I say awesome too much. I'm really going to clean that up from here on out. Yeah. So. Other other duels to watch. Uh, we'll be down in Iowa City tomorrow. I'm going to go down and check out Coe, Iowa Central, Minnesota State, Mankato, and Arizona State before heading to Columbia. But of that ASU, Iowa duel, 141, Chris Druin. A uh, very formidable opponent for whoever's going 141, whether it be Dan LeClaire or Alex Sertzis. And at 165, a match I'm keeping my eye on, Kyle DeBerry of Arizona State, redshirt freshman, former junior national champ, and Ryan Morningstar. Tell you what, Ryan Morningstar is a guy that I think people are wondering if he's going to stay at 65. Is he going to go down to 157? All indications I see with Ryan Morningstar is he wants to stay at 165. I think that he was in a situation where he didn't want to be at 157 the last two years. He wanted to go up. He's there now. I think he's comfortable there. I don't see any reason that he's going to move back down to 157. Well, I don't think that's going to happen either. But I can't. we've got a couple minutes here left to go. I can't not mention this one of the first big tournaments or big events that goes on up in New York, the Journeyman Brutes Sprawl and Brawl Duels, hosted by Binghamton University. Frank Papalizio puts that on along with the Northeast Duels. And there's just, a, you know, five rounds of wrestling. Check it out. Uh, we've got some information coming up on the screen about that and on Wrestling411.tv. But of all the duels, Penn State does wrestle Edinburgh in there. But here's the duel that I'm looking forward to the most, Boise State and Edinburgh. At Binghamton. Come on. That's, <laughs> that's an interesting I'm looking one. at some of these matches, man. These are going to be some good ones. 133, Andrew Hochstrasser and Ricky Dubell. Going to be a great match. 157, though. Adam Hall, Gregor Gillespie. Ooh. Come on. I'll tell you what. I like Adam Hall. I like the way he wrestles. Obviously, Greg, Gregor Gillespie has the credentials going into it. But I think Adam Hall can, can test him a little bit. I'm not Hall, saying he's going to beat him. Yeah, Hall moving up a weight from 49. One of the best high school wrestlers to come out of the state of Idaho in the last couple of years just that close to being an All-American last year, mm-hmm. round of 12 kid, moving up from 49, and he's going to have basically a real test right off the bat with a three-time All-American and former national champ Gregor Gillespie. Other matches in that duel include Tyler Scherfe and Jared King at 165 and Nate Lee and Phil Morricone at 174. Another, that's three matches we mentioned. We got 174, so it might not be the deepest of weights, but it's definitely well, deep. It's not the most talented of weights, but it's the deepest. It's deep. It's yep. deep. Maybe not. Maybe the word I'm looking for was credentials. Yeah. Parody. Not the most credentialed. Yeah. They, Parody. They, they all kind of seem to be uh, kind of the same talent level, but I think there's three or four guys that maybe surface out, and that's why I really think that Raymond Jordan has a great opportunity there because 184, you see uh, two NCAA champions there. He made a smart move going down to 174. I think so as really well. Good. One of these days, uh, I'll make 70. No, nah, I can't make 74. You might. And before we before we go, you mentioned you wanted to bring these up, and I've been kind of pushing them to the back. Two other duels that yeah. we were going to talk about. <laughs> Kyle, I'm going to let you talk about those. Just well, right ODU here. against OU and OSU, and this is part of the situation where colleges are wrestling different colleges throughout the nation. I think it's great. I think I, it's great that ODU is wrestling both these schools. Well, we made the reference that uh, I was mentioning a, I was mentioning a round ball reference. If you know, I don't say the B word in public. <laughs> a round ball reference. It's kind of like bracket busters for college wrestling. I mean, you get to see all sorts of different teams going out there. Steve Martin taking Old Dominion out to Oklahoma and wrestling the Sooners and the Cowboys. They get the Cowboys first. And there's, some, there's a couple tight matches yeah. there, a couple All-Americans beating right off the bat, Obi Blank, James Nicholson. So those are two, obviously, the nation's actually going to pay attention to. They're both ranked, all three ranked schools. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I'll, I think I'll have to be get updates because I'll be in Missouri checking out wrestling, supporting wrestling, yeah. and the Missouri Open. And I think that's going to be fun. I think it's great that they're coming in there. And I think that ODU, although I don't think they're going to win both dual meets, I think they have a good enough team that they're going to challenge and, and put a good foot forward and, and make it exciting. I won't make any predictions on that match. None well, whatsoever. I'm, 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 I'm washing my hands. Totally out of it. I'm out of it. No, I'm out of it. Totally out of it. But, but that's basically going to wrap it up for wrestling full on one. So we've previewed what's going on. Check us out on the website. We're going to have uh, you know more dual meet updates. And Kyle will be writing from the road. I'll be writing from the road. And I'm in for so long night editing. And so by the time some of you see this, 
I might be on my way to Iowa City. Yeah. Half asleep in a car with no heat. I, uh, and I hope you aren't in a ditch when that happens. But uh, we appreciate you listening in for Brian Smith, Jason Bryant, and myself. You've been listening to Wrestling 411 Radio. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.